To sign up for our announcements, send a blank email to radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. That's radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Financial Sense. This is a ACB Next Generation call, and we have Chris Peterson here to tell us all about taking our financial temperature and learning all that financial goodness. And Chris, go ahead and take it away. Hi, everybody. I'm Chris Peterson. I'm the founder of, founder of uh, Penny Forward. Penny Forward is a community of people who are blind, who share an interest in financial independence. And I am really, really honored to be collaborating with ACB Next Generation on, on these calls. And uh, I am also honored to have Mo uh, hosting for us. Um, she has really driven the idea of doing these calls really hard and uh, done a lot behind the scenes to, to get them set up and promoted. And uh, and she's also here hosting. And, and so I need to give kudos to her for all of the things she does. Uh, a few things before we get started. Uh, I have an email address I want to share in case anyone wants to contact me uh, outside of the call or off the air. Uh, if you want to send in questions that we can address in future calls, you can do that anonymously. I will not share your info. Uh, I will try to fit your questions or your, your topics of interest into future sessions if you want. That email address is pennyforward at pennyforward.com. Again, it's pennyforward at pennyforward.com. And pennyforward is spelled P-E-N-N-Y-F-O-R-W-A-R-D. Also, if you haven't heard it before, please do check out the Penny Forward podcast. We are sharing stories about people like us who are working towards their own success and sharing tips to help us manage our money better. And this week we have Chris McKnight, who is a senior mortgage banker with Bank of England Mortgage on, and we're doing a whole episode on what it's like to get a mortgage and how the home buying process works. So if you're thinking about buying a home, or if you're thinking about selling your home and buying another one, uh, or just want to have an idea of what that might be like, check that out. Um, He did a really nice job of, of explaining all that for us. Another thing I want to plug, uh, I hope that you've signed up or that you will sign up for the ACB Virtual Convention, which will be held July 16th through the 23rd, 2021, all online. And uh, I think it's great that it's all online because it gives people who maybe were unsure about going to conventions before a, a chance to do that in a way that might be more comfortable for them. Um, A particular session that I want to point out happens on Wednesday, July 21st at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And it is a a panel that ACB is holding on improving financial literacy in the blind community. I am not in that panel. Um, I'm I'm just promoting it because I think it's wonderful that it's happening. Uh, There's... uh, 
going to be uh, a number of different topics covered, which include uh, Brian Charlson, who will talk about uh, getting your credit score, or your credit report, rather, in accessible format, and work he's done to make sure that that can happen. And Kelly Ford is also going to be uh, talking about how to do uh, technical analysis of, of stocks using Microsoft Excel spreadsheets. Um, so uh, s- for some of you, that that uh, may be very interesting. For others of you, uh, it may go over some of it may go over your head, especially the uh, the stock part. However, I do urge you to at least try to check out the part about getting your credit report in an accessible format because your credit report is something that's very important. And uh, if you get nothing else out of any of these calls, uh, either mine or, or, or any other calls that uh, hap- happen to deal with finance, I would like you to know how to get access to your credit report and know what your credit score is and uh, what uh, what the banks are seeing uh, when they're doing credit checks on you if you're trying to apply for loans. And we'll talk about uh, credit scores in more detail later on. That could be tonight. It could be uh, on a future call. Um, all right. As, uh, as Mo said, tonight we are going to be talking about taking our financial temperature. And uh, this very well may be... Um, it, it it may cover all three topics that that are in this unit, um, and it may not. It'll just depend on on how the conversation flows because I do want to leave some breaks for people to to uh, chime in and ask questions or make comments. Though I do urge you, if you have a, a longer story to tell. Um, to uh, to make it brief, since we're on ACB Radio and we want to try to make sure that uh, uh, we get uh, as much out of the hour that we're on ACB Radio as possible. We will, however, be on the call for 90 minutes. So starting at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Central, and so on and so on, uh, we will be just chatting for 30 minutes and that will be a time when you can get uh uh get into some of your longer stories or or maybe ask uh questions or or take the conversation in a different direction before i get started on taking your financial temperature i want to tell you a couple of things that happened to me uh this week one of them i consider to be kind of a triumph and one of them is is a mistake and i'm telling you about both of them because they illustrate that I'm not perfect, and they also illustrate very well why I why I feel it's so important to teach this stuff. So first, the triumph. Uh, last last Wednesday, my wife noticed uh, a little bit of water on our bedroom floor, and our bedroom is in our basement. And uh, we uh, we traced it to a sewer line clean out, um, which sits in the corner of our room and we never think about. So she called the plumber. Fortunately, she didn't actually run anything or, or anything. It was just a tiny little puddle of water. She called a plumber and and uh, got out here and found out that there were tree roots blocking most of our main sewer line to our home. 
and that that was going to cost us $7,400 to fix. So you might think to yourself, well, gosh, Chris, that doesn't sound like a triumph. How could that be a triumph? That sounds like a tragedy to me. Um, Well, I'll tell you, I've been working with my family, and it hasn't always been easy to build up an emergency fund. And it's taken years and years and years to build up an emergency fund because along the way you have little emergencies and big emergencies and sometimes you got to spend that money and and then start all over again. But it was a triumph because I had enough money to confidently cover the cost of that repair without uh, without even making a huge dent in the emergency fund that I've worked so hard to, to build up over the course of... I'm not exaggerating this. It's, it was, it's probably been decades. So this is why I feel so strongly about, about teaching this kind of stuff. It, it really is important to develop good savings habits. Um, a little bit goes a long way, especially when something like this happens. And it can feel really good to know that you got this and you don't have to figure out what you're going to do. You don't have to panic. So that's the triumph. Now the mistake, um, we have a remodeling project going on in our house right now. And, uh, we needed to, to make a payment to the, uh, the builder because they want you to make a payment, uh, a down payment when they start. And then another one, uh, another one when they uh, are partway through, and then a, another payment when they finish the job. And so we were going to make the payment um, for them when they were uh, when they were partway through the second payment. And I was really, I, I was really confident about this. Pulled some money out of my savings account, threw it into my checking account, wrote the guy a check, sent them home uh, with a check that I knew we were going to be able to pay for. And I forgot about all the stuff that auto pays on the first of the month. And, and so, uh, of course, that uh, that stuff that auto paid on the first of the month um, drained my checking account to the point where that check, uh, where that check bounced. And it, it's one of the most mortifying when that happens. It's one of the most mortifying things to me uh, to have happen. I just hate it. Um, and yet... It happens, and and uh, fortunately, we we were able to cover it. We wrote him another check, and and uh, it wasn't a big deal, um, except that it was embarrassing. And a lot of money mistakes are that way. They're they're very embarrassing. So I'm telling you this because because I I am by no means perfect. Um, we all are on this journey together, and. Um, and we uh, we really uh, need to be able to to admit when we make mistakes, and then move on from them, and think about how we could do things differently. I'm still working on how I could have uh, improved um, improved on this, but one of the things that I've come up with is is that uh, I need to put reminders on my on my calendar for when automatic payments happen, because uh, um, you know if if I hadn't put that extra money to pay that check in my checking account, then those automatic payments wouldn't have got, wouldn't have been made, which would have been equally bad. 
So, uh, so I've got to be more organized about uh, about how things are happening with with my money, and that's uh, that's kind of what I'm what I'm learning from that mistake. All right, now on to financial temperature. Financial temperature is a term that I made up. Uh, like your body temperature, it's it's a way that we can regularly check on how financially healthy we are. Uh, sometimes you may feel a little bit sick or a little bit hot or a little bit cold, and you may take your temperature to see, oh, am I really sick? Or am I just paranoid? And financial temperature is kind of the same way, right? You want to you wanna every once in a while give yourself a checkup. Do I have enough money coming in? Do I have enough money? Uh, am I spending too much going out? Um, you know, do I feel comfortable with, with where things are? And sometimes it makes you feel better and sometimes it doesn't. But uh, it's always a good place to start. Um, very often I talk to people that say, oh, I just can't afford that. Whatever that may be. You know, when we sit down and talk about it in more detail, it turns out, yeah, you you really can. Um, it just feels emotionally like you can't, right? And and uh, so this is a way to get our emotions out of the way and uh, look at where we really are uh, with our fina- financial health. Um, so the other thing that financial uh, temperature can do is it can help you to figure out how to make improvements. You know, am I am I saving enough? Am I am I spending too much? That kind of thing. It has three main components: um, net worth, your credit score, and net income. Net income is is usually used in the in the context of business. It's it's not so much talked about in personal finance as much, but I think it really applies well. What it is, is it is the amount of money that you have coming in after you meet your basic needs. So how much money do I have left to spend after I pay my my rent, my credit card bills or student loan bills or whatever I whatever I don't have a choice on and uh and, and things like gas and electricity and, you know, enough enough to eat. Things uh, things that meet your very basic needs. That's what net income is, is, is looking at. Your credit score is a measurement that banks use, and they're trying to figure out whether you use credit wisely. And if they think that you do, they will extend you loans with better rates, which means that you can save money. So it's it's really an important uh, a measurement to keep track of uh, for your financial health. Even if you're not someone that uses credit often, and we've talked to people uh, during the previous call um, who are big fans of using credit cards for the rewards or for uh, uh, for other reasons, and, and that works really well for them. Um, but then there are also other people who who just don't like using credit cards. Maybe they had a bad experience in the past, or maybe they're afraid of getting into trouble. And uh, 
Um, and, and it's just not a tool that they're comfortable with using. That's okay. Still a good idea to know what your credit score is because at some point, at some point, you could have something happen that requires you to take out a loan to borrow money from a bank for some reason. It might be a good reason. It might be a bad reason. Uh, but you want to do that in in uh, a way that's as as favorable as it possibly can be to you when you have to do that. And uh, maintaining a healthy credit score is is the way to, to make sure that that happens. Net worth is something that uh, when you're just getting start doesn't matter all that much. It starts to matter. Um, or become more of a factor in your financial health as as you get older, as you gain more financial experience. Basically what it is, it is is it is the value of the things that you own, the expensive things that you own, minus any money that you owe in debts. So if I own a house, um, or if I own stocks, or if I own uh, if I own a business or something, uh, those are all things that I own, and their value makes up part of my net worth. And um, if I owe ten thousand dollars in credit card bills and have a three hundred thousand dollar mortgage, that's money that I owe. So I, I got to take that away from the things that I own because uh, and subtract it from my net worth figure out exactly you know how much I would be worth um, the reason that this that this is important is that uh, well we wouldn't ever want to have to do it anything that we own that's very valuable is something that we might be able to to sell or turn into cash in the event that there's an opportunity that comes up that we really need to take advantage of or or an emergency comes up that we really need to be able to cover it's just a tool in our toolbox you never want to have to sell your home in 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 case of an emergency but if you take a job say across uh uh across state lines in another state and uh, you know maybe across the country um selling your home could uh net you some cash, which then you could, could use to buy a new home or, or get yourself settled in, in that new place. And so that's why net worth starts to be important as you, uh, as you start to accumulate more stuff as you get older. So uh, those are the three things that we're going to talk about when we talk about uh, taking your financial temperature. And uh, again, we may not cover them all in in this hour and a half. Chances are we won't. Um, but we'll start out with net income, and and then we'll we'll pick up uh, where the conversation leaves off uh, next month in June, and, until we get through this topic in 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 full. And it'll also really depend too on um, on your level of interest and in, in your participation in the topic. So net income, again, uh, just uh, to reiterate what I said about net in- income before, this is the amount of money that you take in after meeting your basic expenses or, or uh, you know, paying expenses that meet your basic needs. 
Um, and people who have fairly low incomes, you know, lower paying jobs, maybe they're, uh, maybe they're living on uh, SSI or SSDI, can have relatively high net incomes if the uh, expenses that they need to pay to, make th- to meet their basic needs are, are low. An example of that was me when I was in college. I was, uh, I was getting SSI checks. But I also had uh, my, my tuition and room and board uh, were all covered by, by Voc Rehab. And I was making good grades and, and they were happy to do it because I had a lot to show for myself. But, uh, you know, my, my net income every month was, was around 500 bucks. Uh, because none of my SSI check really had to go to uh, to meeting my basic needs. They were all met somewhere else. Uh, that was a privilege that I had. I, I didn't always use it as wisely as I wanted, as I would have liked to looking back. Uh, but it was a privilege that I had. Um, my net income has also been very low when my when my actual what what you might call your gross income uh, was high. Uh, an example of that was uh, um, after uh, after I got married. When I got my first, uh, oh, I was probably I had been working for about f- seven or eight years, and and uh, we we decided to buy a home, um, and uh, our our house payment was really high, and we also had had our first child, and so the expenses of taking care of a child were really high. And uh, so our net income was was really low. It was money was tight, even though I I had a good job and I was you know feeling like I was making a lot of money. So that's all just to say that uh, you know it 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 really doesn't matter so much how much money you have coming in. Um, in a lot of cases, people who are making a lot of money can can be really uh, really struggling, and people who are not making very much money at all can be doing pretty well, even uh, as counterintuitive as, as that may seem. So how do you figure out net income? It's pretty simple. Sit down, make a list of the ways that you get paid. Um, and for a lot of us, that's just you know one or two paychecks. And just for a month, so if you get two paychecks in a month, um, you know, then then add those two together, and and that's how much you get paid. And we're not trying to figure out what your gross pay is from your paychecks or anything. Just what you, what you get paid after taxes are taken out, and uh, you know any of the other kinds of things that get taken out of your paycheck, like your health insurance or or, or uh, any other employer benefits. Um, and then. Uh, and then sit down and, and make a list of the expenses, the bills that you have to pay, that you don't have a choice. These are going to be things like your rent, your uh, um, gas bill, your electricity bill, um, any loans that you don't have a choice on paying on, like uh, student loans, credit card bills. Um, and then... Uh, you know, add those up and subtract that number from your paycheck and, and see how much you have left. Um, 
I have, uh, and and I'm going to put this in a Dropbox folder. And if you're a member of the ACB Next Generation Neighborhood Group on Facebook, or or on the uh, ACB Next Generation uh, Groups.io mailing list, or if you are in the Penny Forward Facebook group, um, I am going to. Uh, send out a link to a shared Dropbox folder that has my presentation notes from tonight's presentation um, and also has a, a spreadsheet, a Microsoft Excel spreadsheet that I've come up with, um, which uh, helps you to figure out what your net income is. And in the presentation notes, I have instructions on how you use this spreadsheet. And it doesn't... Uh, it isn't very hard. Um, it doesn't take a lot of uh, of skill. You don't have to be a spreadsheet wizard in order to figure it out. You just use your your arrow keys. Um, you type things in, and uh, um, and and it has uh, some places where it adds some things up for you and helps you to figure out uh, what your net income is. On another page, it helps you. It has a uh, a form for you to keep track of your credit score. And on a third sheet in the spreadsheet, it has uh, uh, a form to help you to add up your uh, your net worth. And uh, I will record um, a brief, brief uh, MP3 file and also place it in that folder that uh, demonstrates how to use that spreadsheet to... Uh, to make these calculations. And uh, I really urge you to do this on your own time. Go and figure out what your net income is and think about whether it's where you want it to be and what you might do about that. Um, maybe it will, uh, you know, maybe it'll give you the idea that you want to, you know, you've, you've thought for a while that maybe, hey, I should try to try to cut my spending down. Maybe it'll give you the motivation you need to to do that or maybe it'll it'll give you the motiva- motivation to uh to seek out a a newer uh, higher paying job or start a side business or or something either way it's what i recommend uh for starting out with uh with measuring your own financial health i also want to encourage you to do this with your uh your spouse or your partner, um, someone you live with. Um, we don't always talk about our finances, even with the people we love. In fact, um, it is, uh, for some people, it is more difficult to talk about financial stuff and money matters than it is to talk about sex. And yet, um, we can live without sex for a pretty long time, but if your financial health is poor, it can cause a lot of friction in your relationships. It can cause mental health problems in yourself. Um, and uh, um, and of course, the you know there are there are other consequences of it too. If if you're if you're running out of money, that's uh, 
Um, you know, eventually you're not going to be able to make your meet your basic needs. But uh, be, even before that happens, your mental health starts to suffer, and your uh, and your moods start to suffer, and your relationships with other people start to suffer. So so uh, involve your your significant other or your family in 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 these discussions, and do it regularly. Uh, maybe maybe once a month is too often. Maybe about once every three or four months. Um, I want to say that uh, my family does this around every six months or so. Because things change. And you don't necessarily always know what, uh, uh, what the impact of those changes are. You may know kind of in your, in your head, but it doesn't really occur to you until you until you sit down and figure it out. As an example, um, we had a baby last year and our, our baby has been in daycare and we knew what that cost of that daycare was, was going to be every month. And it was very high. Now he's 18 months old and they moved him to, excuse me, to another uh, daycare room. And uh, suddenly the cost of daycare dropped by $50 a week. And that's, that's pretty neat. You know, and, and, and you sort of think, well, yeah, okay, so $50 a week less. That's, uh, you know, that's like a, a night out to dinner or something that we cannot now pay for, for with that. On the other hand, that's $200 a month. And yes, you could spend that on a night out to dinner, and, and I'm not discouraging you from doing that, but it's also a way that you could, uh, if something like that happens to you, um, you might be able to accelerate uh, building up an emergency fund or, or replenishing one if you've had an emergency and you needed to drain it. Um, sort of a similar concept if, if uh, some bill that you pay regularly you know, goes up, you know, five, ten dollars a month, uh, maybe subscribe to, to three or four streaming services and each one goes up by five dollars a month. And suddenly now you uh, you are paying twenty dollars a month more for streaming services than than you were when you started. And maybe you're only watching two of the five. So sitting down and looking at this regularly may not change anything but it may also prompt you to to make changes and say you know I'm I'm really not using this I could live without this and if I lived without this it would give me this little bit more left to spend on on something that's more important to me so that's why I think net income is so important I want to take a pause here to get uh comments and questions uh, from the audience. So, uh, Mo, would you give out the instructions for people to do that? And, and again, please try to keep your comments brief so that we can make the most of this hour. But I do want to hear what you're thinking at this point as I'm talking through this. Yes. So if you are on a Mac, you can raise your hand with options Y and you can unmute with command shift A. If you are on a PC, you can raise your hand with Alt-Y and unmute with Alt-A. If you are on the phone, it is star nine 
to raise your hand and star six to mute and unmute. And if you are on a cell phone, your raise hand is in the more options menu and then your mute should be, which is in the lower right corner and the mute and unmute is in the lower left. All right, and while we're waiting for that, I just want to uh, to remind you all that if you have questions that you that you would rather not um, speak up and and ask on a show that's streamed on ACB Radio, but you want to get them addressed, you can always send them to me at pennyforward at pennyforward dot com. Uh, again, that's pennyforward at pennyforward dot com. And uh, we can also give out information about the uh, ACB Next Generation uh, um, Neighborhood Facebook group. That's a place that you can uh, get a hold of of uh, myself or or Mo if you want to want to talk off air. Uh, there's also a, a Penny Forward Facebook group, and uh, same thing. You can find uh, both of us in either of those. Do we have any raised hands now? We do not have any. Okay. Um, oh, well, Amanda has raised her hand. Sorry. Very good. She raised it as I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I have kids, so uh, you probably both understand. I had to wait till the last second because my kids are screaming at me. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so I, I wanted to tell you, um, so my daughter, my oldest daughter, now we have two. Um, people think I'm crazy because I do this, but um, Matt and I, every year we sit down in like August and we figure out what we're going to get her for her birthday. And we also do our Christmas shopping budget um, towards the end of July. And we see if we can break it up into smaller pieces, because I will tell you, um, there's nothing that stresses me out more um, than trying to do all the shopping in like November, December financially. I mean, you know, I, so I thought that was a great tip. I thought I would share that because I know a lot of people um, like live paycheck to paycheck. And um, I never understood that when I was a kid, you know, some of my family members, um, they would start shopping early. I'm like, why? You know, Christmas is six months away. And uh, now I understand it as an adult. So, um, and with her birthday in there, and now we have another one, um, our little girl, her birthday's in July. So we may have to start planning a couple months earlier for that, but it's made life a whole lot easier for us. Well, thanks, Amanda. That's not crazy at all. I think that's a great tip. And uh, what's, what's more is that, uh, you know, even though things are on sale, um, say, you know, after after Thanksgiving, Black Friday, you know, the Black Friday sales and stuff or the, the before Christmas sales. Um, oftentimes you can get better deals if you're not buying things when everybody else is trying to buy the same. Absolutely. Thing. Absolutely. And another another tip that um, I do, because I'm a, not trying to promote here, but another tip that helps us save money is I'm a Mary Kay consultant and I use my 50% discount. That's, that's another tip I have was when you were talking about side hustles and, you know, side jobs, um, direct sales is an excellent way. Even if you just need to make an extra hundred dollars a month, it, it really, it really helps with the small things. 
It, it sure does. And, um, and that's one of the things that by, by keeping track of your net income over time, um, you can start to figure out, you know, where am I? Do, will a hundred bucks help? Uh, I, I did work with somebody earlier this year, um, and uh, we figured out uh, that she was spending about 300 bucks more than, than she was taking in, um, but she was getting by with that by, by doing side jobs. It wasn't direct sales. It was, uh, you know, services. Uh, she knew how to do some things that, that uh, people would pay her for. And what it did was it prompted her to, to, to uh, lean harder on people to, you know, say, Hey, I know how to do this thing that you'll pay me for. Um, can you find other people that, that uh, will also pay me? Cause I could do more of it. And uh, it really, uh, it helped her to, to decrease her stress level and, and kind of grow her business at the same time. Mo, are there any other ways? That's awesome. And thank you, Amanda. You're welcome. You're welcome. Are there any other we ways? We have Anne and her, her iPhone. Hi, Anne. Um, this is, I guess you would call it a visual impairment question. Um, I do have a reverse mortgage. But in order to, if I wanted to increase my uh, income a little bit and take a little bit, say maybe a hundred dollars more out, let's say maybe a month or something, you have to. They send you a form, and you have to fill out the form, and of course sign it and send it back in. Some things you just can't. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you okay. just fine. You lowered my hands. I didn't know. If, um, some things you just have to fill out in life, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. and so I cannot, I mean, I could use my technology to read it, but I can't fill it out. What, how would you suggest I do something like that? Uh, there's a few different options, um, depending on what it is and, and, uh, you know who's who's offering your your reverse. Oh, mortgage. I mean, I have it set up, so it's yeah. mine. It's just that I can't. I have to fill out a form in sure. order to make it happen, and I can't do that. Now, so, I had my tax preparer help me with one, yeah. but she lives about thirty minutes away, and I mean, if I needed needed to, I could ask probably ask her, and she would probably come on her lunch hour. But I was just wondering if you had any ideas. Well, yeah, I do. And and it a tax preparer is a good one because that's someone that you already trust with your financial Right. Stuff, that's right? what I was thinking. Y- and, yes. And the key here is that you want to you almost have to have some some cited assistance with, with this. Although there are a lot of forms now that are starting to become available online. So it's worth at least checking. Yeah, I from don't time to think time. this. I don't think this is an online type thing. Okay. I do want to. I do want to be able to get through the answer to the question. Um, it, it, this particular one may not be, but but I I think your question is is uh, you know there's there's a lot of other people that are asking the same thing. So I want to make sure that I that I cover all the bases here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So check check with your your bank. 
or your mortgage company or whatever periodically Uh to see if it's online because that does change from time to time. And particularly with COVID, um, a lot of things, uh, I I actually work for a uh, financial services company and, and in their IT department, and we've spent a lot of time over the last year making sure that paper documents were available online because of COVID. So that's one. Uh, another is the one you mentioned, which which works great. It's uh, is the tax preparer. Uh-huh. Um, uh, a third is if you have a local bank branch that you go to. Um, those are people that you trust with your money and and maybe they even hold your reverse mortgage or maybe not. No, they uh, don't have anything to do with it. um, But you, you can take the paperwork in there and say, you know, Hey, would, would someone, uh, would someone give me a hand with, with filling out this, this financial form? You may get more, you may get more uh, bang for your buck out of a, of a small credit union or a small local bank, but uh you know, this is the particularly in in places like small towns where uh, where everybody knows everybody, um, and they really want your business. Uh, they are probably going to be more than happy to help you out with that form. Um, friends and family members are always no. an option, but absolutely yeah, not. <laughs> n- not no. everybody wants. Not everybody wants their friends and family to know their uh, absolutely not information. Um, and. People have to ask themselves, too, because, uh, you know, uh, things like IRA or Be My Eyes come to mind. And yet uh, those people are are volunteers or, or. Yeah, but I can't write with a pen. So even if they said two lines, go up two lines, I can't see it and I can't write, you know, so except sign my name. So I would mm-hmm. not be they would not be able to help me. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I'm, uh, this is a hard one. I know. I, well, it's, it's really not. I, 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 there are options and your willingness to, to use those options is, uh, is important here. Um, so, so I think, I think really the answer for you in particular, Anne, is, is you were able to get help from your tax preparer. Um, and if that's working for you, then, then that's a great answer. And that would probably you. be the safest answer. Yeah. yeah. Um, what I was going to say about Be My Eyes and, and Ira is is that these are people you don't know. And uh, particularly with Be My Eyes, um, you know, they're, they're volunteers. So you really don't know what they might be doing with, with pictures of your financial documents. Oh. Ira, um, Ira, at least because their employees are paid, has some policies around this kind of thing. And one of the things that they can do for you, um, if you're able to, to find an electronic version of the form, and I, I realize the form may not be online, but oftentimes there's a, a PDF version that can be downloaded and printed. So one of the things that, they, that, that a, a company like Ira may be able to do for you is fill in the form so that you can print it at home and then they can guide you to the place where you sign it. How um, could they do it if they're not here? Um, they, they can fill it in electronically and send you the filled in, the filled in document so that you can. And print then they it would and, have to show me where to sign. Yeah. Yes. Yes, they would. 
Um, so I, I want to see if there are other people that have, uh, have other questions. Um, but that's uh, like my tax preparer might be my best option. Um, for now, I think that if that's working for you, then I think that's what you should continue to go with. Okay. That's what I thought. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Ann. Any more raised hands, Mo? We did not have any more raised hands. And another suggestion I had for that situation is often you just need a signature and the banks aren't really picky about how well that signature is on as long as it's near the line, they're going to take it. <laughs> that's, that's been my experience on signing several mortgage documents um, with being for, blind and unable to see the line. Yeah. For signatures, that's true. And, and uh, um, you know, oftentimes for real complicated forms, they'll, they'll pre-fill it out and send it to you filled out. And, and then all you got to do is, is sign it and send it back to. So that, that's uh that's a really good one, Mo. Um. To be honest, I, I don't have a great deal of experience with reverse mortgages. I'm I'm too young to take advantage of that right now, and, mm-hmm. and so um, uh, so so it's a, a little bit outside of my uh, my wheelhouse. But it's still a good question. Um, you know the uh, the idea of filling out financial forms is is uh, uh, is a big one for a lot of people, um, and uh, there's a lot of work that's being done to make sure that. Uh, um, that banks provide things in accessible format. Um, it's, we're not where we need to be by any means, but there is work that's being done to make sure that that happens um, and, and there are improvements that are being made. And if that bank's unwilling to find a way to make it accessible for you, there are a lot of other banks that that's be right. happy to yeah. give you money or take your business or whatever, yeah. whatever it may be. Uh, some people may be wondering what a reverse mortgage is, um, and uh, so I, I'll just briefly touch on it. Uh, when you're when you're older, when you're say retired, if you own a home and you have built up a lot of equity in that home, meaning that you've you've paid off your mortgage or you've paid off most of your mortgage, and and you actually do own your home, um, you can take out what's called a reverse mortgage which uh, is an agreement with a bank where they will pay you uh, a certain amount of money, sometimes as a lump sum, sometimes as a monthly or uh, you know quarterly or yearly check or whatever. And, and in exchange for doing that, when you pass away, uh, the bank will, will own your home and they'll resell it and, and uh, make back the money that... Uh, that they paid you for your your reverse mortgage, so that's that's what a, a reverse mortgage is in a nutshell. For those who might have not heard that term before, and uh, we're curious to know more about what it meant. Um, and and uh, again, I am open to having uh, hands raised uh, for more more comments or or questions. Um, we started to talk about net income, and uh, I can talk a little bit about uh, credit scores here, which is the second uh, component of taking your financial temperature. It's about 17 minutes past uh, uh, past the hour. Um, so I'm hesitant to do that, though, because I think, uh, I think we want to leave time for plugging ACB Next Generation and stuff at the, at the end. Um, 
before we get off of ACB radio at uh, at seven thirty central. Um, so, any other raised hands, Mo? Not at this time. All right. Uh, well, very good then. Um, again, net income, in a nutshell, is uh, is the money that you take in um, after you have paid the expenses that meet your basic needs and uh, the way you, you figure that out is just to to list a uh, to list out the uh, the ways you get paid and the ways that you um, and the ways that you need to spend money and I I stress need here because I'm not talking about your Netflix subscription unless that really is a basic need for some people it might be but I'm talking about things like your your rent payment and your uh, bills that you don't have a choice on okay um and then uh and then i'll show you how much left you have to spend and and then you can you can start to refine that and figure out uh whether whether you feel you're spending that in in the way that's best for you um this uh when we when we talk again in june we'll be talking in detail about credit score there are five different uh different parts that make up a credit score each one is is a little less important than the previous one so we'll talk about them them all in detail and uh uh ways that you can build good credit if you don't have good credit um ways that you can recover if you've had bad credit in the past um or ways that you can just maintain if your if your credit is good already um that'll that'll be coming up in june and i apologize i was unprepared i didn't figure out exactly what the uh third what the date of the third thursday in june is uh but it will be the third thursday in june at 7:30 p.m. eastern time um just uh just like this call is um again i do have notes and the spreadsheet that i mentioned for calculating your your net income uh, which I will post in a shared Dropbox folder. Uh, you can get a link to that if you join the ACB Next Generation Neighborhood Facebook group or the Penny Forward Facebook group. Either one of those. Or if you are on the ACB Next Generation email list on on groups.io. Uh, any of those three places... In the next, uh, probably uh, the next day or so, I will post the link to that so that people can uh, can take advantage of that. And if you have feedback about this or questions or, or comments, uh, things that you don't feel comfortable with sharing on the air, but uh, but you'd like us to address in, in future uh, calls, you can send those to me at pennyforward at pennyforward.com. Uh, Penny Forward, again, is a community of people who are blind who share an interest in financial independence, uh, also their families and friends. Uh, you can visit pennyforward.com to learn more about who we are and what we do. And one of the things that we do is a weekly podcast where we tell stories about people like us who are working towards their own success and share tips to help us manage our money better. Some of those are are just interesting stories about interesting people. And some of them like this last week's show are, uh, about financial topics, uh, that are interesting. Uh, this, this, uh, current episode that's up now is, uh, featuring a guy named Chris McKnight, who is a 
senior mortgage banker with Bank of England Mortgage, and he talks uh, all about the home buying process and uh, um, and what that's like for first-time home buyers or people that are looking to sell and and uh, and buy another home. Uh, also, what it's like to to maintain a home and how sometimes you can use uh, uh, your mortgage to help you. Uh, cover things like uh, repairs or or uh, um, upgrades to your home over time as well. So uh, check that out. Uh, it's the Penny Forward podcast. You could subscribe to it by searching for Penny Forward in your favorite podcast app. You can ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Penny Forward. And you can also check out the Penny Forward YouTube channel. Um. And finally, you can check out uh, uh, the uh, um, the website pennyforward.com. Uh, coming up on Sunday, we have uh, Eric Yarberry, the director of education and training for World Services for the Blind. Um, he talks about uh, World Services for the Blind's career training programs, um, and, and they have some very interesting programs that are specifically related to finance. Uh, but if you're if you're thinking you want to uh, to become employed, um, you might want to know more about what they do. So that's coming up on Sunday on the Penny Forward podcast. I'd also like to thank ACB Next Generation for for uh, um, sponsoring this call. Um, it's a really great group of people. This is kind of the bridge between uh, if you're a student and you're involved in ACB students, and then and then you maybe maybe finish up with school and, and want to become involved in the organization and, and aren't quite sure where you're, where you're going to fit. Um, ACB uh, next generation might be the place for you. Their website is acbnextgeneration.org, And, uh, they also have uh, a Facebook group. I mentioned it before. I'll mention it again. It's called ACB next generation neighborhood. And, uh, uh, they also have a, a mailing list on groups.io, and uh, um, you can uh, you can find more information about that on on acbnextgeneration.org as well. Um, and uh, as an exclusive membership perk, if you choose to join, they have a uh, a Facebook Messenger group that's uh, that's quite active. And they're starting to become active, and I really like this because I've I've been having a lot of fun here with this myself. Uh, they're starting to become active now on Clubhouse, um, so uh, they're uh, they're really really doing a, a nice job of providing a, a bridge for for people that are not students but are are younger in age or in spirit, um, and uh, want to get more involved in the ACB organization. Um, and Matt and Amanda are on, uh, uh, Amanda Selma is the president and Amanda, did you want to, I'm kind of putting you on the spot here and maybe this is a mistake cause I'm taking you away from the kids, but, uh, did you want to say anything more about ACB next generation before we go? You're fine. Um, my youngest one's asleep, so you're good. Um, yes, if, if you would like more information, um, about next generation, or if you'd like to subscribe to our email list um or if you have any questions in general um feel free to shoot us an email at acb next gen that's a c b n e x 
A-C-B-N-A-C-T-G-E-N, not G-I-N, at gmail.com. <laughs> ACB next gen and gmail.com and we'll be happy to answer your questions we try to reply as soon as possible we do have an email list um, and Matt is the list um, the list administrator um, also um, I'm not sure how to find us on um, Facebook Mo would know more about that and then we also have an Instagram um, that is up and coming and a YouTube channel and if Mo wants to plug those in, she can. But Chris, I think you did a fabulous job. Why, thank you. I, I appreciate that very much, Amanda. And uh, uh, as far as Facebook, I believe that if you just search for ACB Next Generation, you will find uh, find their presence on Facebook, uh, including that ACB Next Generation neighborhood group. And and uh, Mo, do you want to talk about the Instagram and YouTube and all that stuff? I, I don't know about uh, all that basically, stuff. Basically, you can find us, ACB Next Gen, on a lot of platforms, including our account is made on TikTok. I don't think we've uploaded yet, but it is there. <laughs> um, and yeah, and our next meeting will be June 17th. Yeah. And so I, that's I, all I got. <laughs> Thank you. I, I don't want to forget to to mention this again because I think it's so great that this is happening. Uh, again, Wednesday, July 21st, during the virtual online convention, um, at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, there will be a two-hour-long panel on improving financial literacy in the blind community, and uh, uh, they'll be talking about accessible credit reports and doing... Uh, detailed uh, technical analysis of, of stocks using spreadsheets and and uh, probably other things as well. And uh, I, I just I'm thrilled. Uh, I'm thrilled about all of the things that are going on in the blind community to improve financial literacy because I I feel like financial independence for us is is uh, even more critical and and maybe more difficult to achieve. Now, let's be honest than uh, than than our sighted peers, but uh, still something that's that's worth striving for. And I'm I'm glad to see that um, that there are other voices that are that are pitching in to uh, uh, to to share the the word about this. Um, thank you to our streamer Doug on ACB Radio, and again, thank you to Mo for hosting. This has been really great, and. Uh, um, Tune in again on the third Thursday in June when we'll be talking about your credit score and all of the things that make up make make up your credit score. And I think that's probably enough for tonight. 